Well, what is up, everybody? So I taped this last night. I posted it. And for the second time, and I don't know how long, it's not on there. So I'm taping it again, which is fine. This is just, this is a little more lucid than last night's. We'll see if I can go over the shit I went over. What are we talking about today? We got some huge news at the Wolf household. And by the way, I'm at Cherokee Casinos, West Siloam Springs, Oklahoma, with my friend Trish Sir. And uh, she was just giving me a, uh, a social media tutorial. And apparently, I've been doing this shit all wrong. <laughs> but I could have told you that. Do you knock your pride aside? Come on. Sing it one time. Everybody now. It never gets bad. me, yeah. And tell me something good. Tell me that you like it, yeah. So, it's funny, by the way. That um, bass line is so good. You know, it's like that porn. But I got to tell you, I... I I never, I never, uh, not a fan. Uh, well, I don't like having sex to music. You know, I know some people are like, put some music on, let's fuck. That, I don't, because I, I always get distracted by the music, and then, then I'm like, I'm trying to hit the beat or whatever, and then that's never good. And then if it changes the beat, then I got to change, I'm, that's not, I'm, it's too advanced for me. Too advanced. I don't, that's not what, and by the way, yeah, it's too advanced for me. And speaking of porn, by the way, and I said this online uh, on Twitter a couple days ago. And let me get started with uh, my music. Okay. First song, Blue Light by Block Party. Silent Alarm album. Strong. Love Block Party if you guys don't listen to Block Party. Uh, man, do I hate to see people in porn kiss. <laughs> Gross. Because it's not like, there's no, I don't know, it's usually just too aggressive with the tongue. I don't like the to watch the aggressive tongue kiss. It just is like an invasion. It's super rapey. I don't like it. I do not like watching people in porn kiss. I, I, maybe it's better to see, like, it's a little better when you see two women. Because they're just more passionate and gentle with each other. But I, I don't watch a whole lot of... I don't watch. I've, I'm, I've graduated past watching the two women porn. That's not my, not my thing. I mean, I like it. I don't mind it, but like, that's not what I'm. If I, that's not, if you were looking at my top five, if you looked at the Google history, that's not even in the top five. I bet you it's not even in the top ten. But let's move past that. Uh, big news, everybody. At the uh, Wolf household. Um. So much happening. Let's start with the fact that we bought a new house. How about that? Yeah, we bought a new house. We have been renting up until this point. I don't know if you know this, but um, houses in L.A., not cheap. 
But uh, we just bought, and we're, it's in this price range. It's our, our dream house for this price range for sure. And I got to tell you, when we set our price range. And I know everybody thinks that whatever we do, we make just a shit ton of money. And, and maybe if we were living in a different part of the country, it would seem like a lot more. But the price of living where we live is just so much that we're certainly not living extravagantly. We're not, uh, don't get me wrong, I know that we are not struggling or poor, but we don't have, we're not sitting on a fat sack of cash. That's why it's taking us so long to buy a house, you know. And um, But we're really excited. All the kids finally out of Jacob found here's the new news right Jacob Wolf found an apartment he went with Beth yesterday they found a, a cool studio that he's really excited about it was funny having that conversation at first he's excited now but I remember I was like hey man so we're we're uh, we're moving into a new house we bought it you know we told him we bought the house and um, I was like you're not moving with us and he was like uh well, shouldn't we put that up to a vote? And I was like, uh, well, we did vote. Come on, Sturgill Simpson, life of sin. Complicated. Uh, and by the way, if you guys like Sturgill Simpson, go do some research and find yourself some Jerry Jeff Walker. God damn, he's good. So <laughs> talking to Jakey, I'm like, hey, man. He goes, well, we shouldn't put it to a vote. And I was like, oh, yeah, we, we did vote. Uh, you weren't there because your vote doesn't count. Your mom and I voted, and it was unanimous that you're going to have to move out. And he was like, oh, you know, my friends. It's true. All of his friends, his close friends, they all still live at their house. It's this, It's a generational thing that I just don't. Anyway, so he goes, uh, I go, listen, man, I know it's going to be weird, but, you know, we think it's best for you. Believe it or not. And he goes, well, that's where we'll have to agree to disagree. And I was like, okay. You call it what you want, but you're not coming with us. So, but then he went and saw a place and uh, loved it. And so Beth and I are excited about that. My daughter got engaged last week. Fucking banana cakes. And um, it, was, it was really cool. The kid came over and asked my permission. Nice young man came over and asked my permission to marry her. And he was nervous in the backyard and stuff. You could see him. His little, his hands were shaking and shit. And he looked nervous. Good kid, though. And, you know, people always ask me, do you like, if I like my kids' girlfriends or boyfriends or spouses or whatever. And I'm always like, it doesn't fucking matter if I like them or not. It doesn't matter. My question is always, are they good to each other? Do they love each other? And after that, it's not my fucking life. I, I refuse to even give an opinion on it. No. Um, because it's none of my business. It's not my business to try to manipulate my kids' lives, you know, to get them on a path that I want or to have them hang out with people that I think they should hang out with because what the fuck? You know, I saw... If none of you saw 20th Century Women... Um, there was a line in there that was really telling for me that was like, oh, Cassie, Casey Musgraves, everybody, somebody to love. Um, uh, Annette Benning, for those of you who didn't see it, Annette Benning basically said to somebody who took her son out drinking and dancing, she was asking him questions, asking her questions, and she 
she said to this person who took her son out, you get to see him out in the world, how he acts out in the world, or you get to see how he is out in the world. I'll never see that. And it was such a heavy moment for me because I've always felt that way. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I, no matter what, I'm not their friend. I'm not their buddy. And there's just certain things or certain behaviors or certain ways when they let loose or just how they are out in the world that I'll never see. And so my only hope for my kids is that they find somebody who when they're out in the world with each other, that they're themselves. You know, I have, I've had two friends whose weddings I went to and I remember saying at their weddings, oh, this isn't going to last. This isn't going to last because my friends were never themselves around there. Well, I don't know. Maybe they were never themselves around me. But they were acting around somebody, and you can't live your life like that. You can't live your life like that. You can't live your life acting like you're somebody else. And so, uh, yeah, they both <laughs> they both shit the bed, but they're both remarried and both happy and both themselves. It was so great to see. Um, the other news is... And by the way, people meddle too much in their kids' lives in general. Too, too uh, helicoptery, too scared. You know, I ever tell you guys a story? When Jakey was around 12, a friend of his was over at the house. And we live in a nice place, dude. Look, guys, we don't live in Beverly Hills, but we live in, there's no crime, really. And so they were at the house and. They wanted to go to the park. And I go, well, get on your bikes and go to the park. And they were like, okay. And the kid goes, well, you got to call my mom. And I said, okay. And I thought we, I was just calling her to tell her they were going to the park, which I understood. And she said, well, you're going to ride your bike with them, right? And I said, no, they're 12. It's not like they're crossing a freeway on, their, on a unicycle. They're going to ride on the sidewalks two miles to a park. And she was like, I'm not comfortable with them being alone and riding their bikes. What the fuck? That's why there's just a generation of pussies. I'm so sorry, everybody. Don't let me get on this shit again. It starts with goodie bags. Fuck those goodie bags. That's where it starts with. Fuck, everyone gets a present. Everyone gets a trophy. And nobody can ride their bikes by themselves because everyone's a bunch of pussies. <laughs> oh, don't get me. I just can't. Um, The other big news at the house, my oldest son is re-enlisting. Going back into the army. Not sure where he's going to be stationed yet. Oh, one of my favorite Zach Brown songs. I play the road. Um, a lot of heavy country right now on this swing. Interesting. Um, so yeah, he's joining the army, going back in. It's just where he's happiest. I think the way he explained it to me is that you know he's chasing a high that he found that he felt when he was deployed that he can't get in the you know civilian sector he likes the camaraderie he likes the dudes in the in the service and he wants to go back in i think he likes the stability he likes the path and um look i couldn't be more proud of him obviously it also makes me a wee bit nervous because i'm i would if i'm a betting man um, the great orange pumpkin will put us 
back into some sort of combat in the next four years, even if it's here in the United States with each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's going back in. Um, always, you know, as a as a parent, you always worry, but again, you also have to let them walk their path. It's one of the hardest things to do. It's one of the hardest things to do because, you know, when they're in your, it's like they're in your house, they're under your control, and the next thing you know, they're not. And you have no say. Or you shouldn't, anyways, if they call and ask your opinion, but you shouldn't be poking and meddling, I don't think. Um, but he's going back in, and uh, yeah, I'll keep you up to date on where he is. It means I'll be taking some trips to, I, I think he wants to get into Fort Bragg, which is in North Carolina, but we'll see. Um, yeah, so that is what has been happening there at the Wolf House. Some shit going down. Um, I'm excited for Trish to help me uh, straighten out my social media. It it is all over the all over the place. There's fucking furniture. There's high walks. There's sports. There's room view from my room, but it's all like throwing it's vomited together and i really need to streamline it i need to figure out the difference between instagram and instagram story i know the difference but like if i should be posting different shit on there and I'll, it, this is boring as shit but I, you know me i'm just rambling at my f- words just pouring out of my mouth hole for whatever reason how bananas is lena dunham turning into how fucking bananas is she i mean she honestly guys is like the Rush Limbaugh of the left. It ter- it looks like the story about the American Airlines people talking about transgender folks is going to be made up. That shit with Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, that thing with her dog, the rescue, and I mean, come on, everybody. Tell me where do you go? This dude's voice. Anyways. And my podcast is like my social media feed. I'm all over the place. But, guys, I, I think we just need to uh, uh, reel in our the extreme. And stop being so reactionary to every little headline that we see. And, look. You ha- we also have to stop excusing behavior from people that we like or that we think are on our side because we're like, oh, that's just, you're excusing them because you think you know who they are, because you think they think like you do, because you think that, uh, because you think that, oh, shit, this is, I'm not sure any of you guys are going to know this. Schoolboy Q. Any of you guys listen to Schoolboy Q? This is the purge. Um, it's dangerous, man, to excuse. That's what's happening right now. Like, as much as you want to yell at the Trump folks for excusing his behavior, uh, we do the same thing with the people we like. That's what we do. You excuse it. You know, the best example for me was always Ryan Lochte. People condemning this dude. The fucking worst guy in the world. You fucking typical white male. Fuck. Right? 
the outrage for a dude just being drunk and peeing on a wall and ripping off a poster. And yeah, he lied to police. You know why? Because when you're drunk and you get in trouble, you lie to police. Don't fucking tell me. And any dude who's like, that fucking Tibacoma, if you haven't peed outside as a man, and you're going to tell me that, you're a liar. You've never been drunk and a bathroom's been full? Anyways, I can't believe I'm rehashing that shit. But point being, depending on what side you naturally fell on, you either excused it or you condemned it. But then when I talk to people who condemned it, I was like, but so say it was your brother. And they were like, well, I know my brother. I know him. And of course he's not an asshole. I'm like, well, okay, because you know him. You're just making judgments about Ryan Lochte, but Ryan Lochte is your brother. Who's every other fucking dude who's been drunk and a little belligerent and ripped a poster out? Whatever. Anyways, let's not get into that, dumbass. Uh, point being, we excuse behavior from people that we like. And then we're all super hypocritical when it comes to people we don't like. It, it, that's not the way to get this shit done. Because then you have no credibility when you're trying to change people's minds. You have no credibility when you're trying to make a difference. Right. So let's all just start to look at things if we can a little more objectively. I think it'll help. What the fuck do I know? That could just be the weed talking. It usually is. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes it is. And sometimes you guys know me. I, I, I will. Sometimes I go back and listen to these and I'm like, I just I just made nine points all different points contradicting each other because sometimes during the free flow, I change my own mind because there are two, a bunch of different sides to every story. That's what, when I talk to myself out loud, that's what I always find. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they have a point. Oh, they have a point too. And I know that seems insane and a little schizophrenic and maybe it is. But when I talk it out loud and talk about it and kind of end up voicing both opinions, that's why I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why both there's such a deep like rift between the sides, because it's easy to be passionate about both ideas. That's the thing. You know what they should do? You know what they should do? Every bill that passes. Right. Oh, so say. It's a Republican bill. They should, and, and it, it passes. There should be some sort of language that says you have to include 25% from the other side. 25% of what they want. You have to give them a little something. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any sense. Let me think about that one a little more, and I'll get back to you on this. Um, traveling has been... Being off the road for a month and a half was fantastic. Being back on the road, man. The show we did the other night, me and Jessime at Seneca Casinos. I'm I'm really uh I'm really I'm really anxious to start trying some new stories this fall on the road. So I apologize to those of you who may see 40, 45 minutes of silence while I'm working out material. But man, Talking with Freddie every week has really kind of infused me, and it it makes me remember story after story after story. Uh, 
And so I'm really excited to get out there. I can't wait to tell that. Stop it. it for any of you who didn't think this was Rick James, um, I'm excited to get there and tell that fucking uh, fat burger story. I'm figuring out how to tell that one on stage. But nanas. I mean, they thought I was homeless on the streets of Ventura. Wait till you hear it. If you if you haven't heard it, go to Prince and the Wolf. It's out there. It's on there. It's in there. Um, but yeah. Anyways, focus, focus. What I really did want to get into just a little bit on a personal level is this pineapple on pizza shit. Listen, and somebody sent me. Okay, let's get into some worse food combos. Pineapple and pizza, guys, it doesn't belong. But even more egregious than that, because at least there's cheese and red in, in like a tomato sauce. Stop sending me, somebody sent me a picture like, what about this Thai chicken pizza? So it's chicken with some Thai and a peanut butter, like a Skippy. That's not pizza, motherfucker. And don't tell me pizza with white sauce. That's not pizza either. And don't tell me pizza with ranch instead of tomato sauce. That's not pizza. You call it whatever the fuck you want. I don't care what you call it. Call it white bread. Call it ranch with cheese. Call it, uh, I don't know. I don't care. But don't call that shit pizza. That's not pizza. Pizza has a red tomato sauce. And don't, I don't need a chunk of broccoli on there. I don't need pineapple. Pineapple does not. And by the way, guys, I love pineapple. It's delicious. Not on pizza. Fruit doesn't belong on pizza. And for those people who are going to be like, tomatoes are fruit, eat a dick. You know what I mean. Go put an apple on your pizza, okay? That shit doesn't work. Now, here's where we're going to get into it. Somebody sent me a, 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 a picture of a pizza that had peas. Peas and ranch. Fuck you. Fuck you and your peas and your ranch, too. Do you understand? Now, the crunchy, creamy peanut butter we're going to get into. It's not as egregious for me. I get it because you're just adding peanuts to your peanut butter. I get it. Where it really gets into it is somebody sent me a picture with peanut butter and banana, which I'm okay with, by the way. Peanut butter, banana. Peanut butter, fluff. Acceptable. Peanut butter, honey. Yeah, I guess if you're four, that's fine. This dude sent me a picture. Peanut butter, banana, and mayonnaise. Hey, man. How much time did you spend in jail? Like, are you making toilet wine, too? Are you making a grilled cheese with a light bulb? What the fuck are you doing? Mayonnaise does not belong near peanut butter. Now, I'm not Freddy. Freddy hates mayonnaise in general. I'll eat it. I don't love it. I don't hate it like Freddy. But don't you put mayonnaise with peanut butter. You, That's like something like that when you're on the run from cops. You know what I mean? That's what you put together. What do you got? I got some peanut butter and some mayonnaise. Put it together. Are you out of your mind? Don't, guys, that is not a thing. Stop pretending like that is, should be a thing. Guy, Wilco, too far apart. Um, uh, it's not a thing. A crunchy peanut butter, uh, uh, look, I'm going to give you a pass because it's peanut butter and peanut, but I think it's, it's not my thing. It's not as savage as a white sauce on pizza or pineapple or mayonnaise with peanut butter. But I'm ha- I would love for you guys to send me 
the weirdest food combos that you've seen or something that your friends do that you're like, this is not okay. And I'm not talking about things you have to do when you don't have any money. Like, I've eaten a syrup sandwich, and that shit happens. And you know what? Syrup sandwich, not terrible. Anybody who's ever been super poor has had a syrup sandwich before. Or you put a little relish, like a relish and mustard sandwich. I've had that too. That, we're not talking about that. That's out of necessity. Peanut butter, mayonnaise, and, and, and banana is something that you are searching out, you sick bastard. Like, you need help. Somebody needs to check to see how many bodies you have buried in your backyard. Are you out of your mind? Who is, who decided, now, I have to tell you, when I was poor, super poor, I remember, and it was just me and the three kids, I will tell you a couple recipes that we came up with out of necessity that we ate for days. A lot of them had to do with canned tuna, cheap, high protein, clean protein, Probably a little too much mercury, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? So, here we go. We would make, and black beans were a staple for me. Black beans, tuna, cheddar cheese. The cheddar cheese is really what brought it together because it kind of killed both those two other, uh, those two other tastes and some hot sauce and some black pepper. I know how gross that sounds. That sounds like mayonnaise, peanut butter, and banana. I'm just telling you right now. If you're poor and you're trying to eat kind of healthy, but you're not crazy healthy, so you put a little cheese on there, hey, man, it's got fiber. It's high in protein. I throw a little salad on the side. Kids ate the shit out of that. It was so good. The other thing is rice and tuna fish. Cooked in sesame oil with some crystal or crystal hot sauce. You mix that together. The sesame oil is what really, oh, I'm telling you right now, I still eat that. That's good as shit. When you're poor, I get it. The banana, peanut butter, mayonnaise, that's not a poor, that's not because you're poor. That's because you have bad taste in food. That's because you are, you hate people. When you put peas and mayonnaise and ranch on your pizza, that's because you're a sociopath. That's not because you're poor. That's because you've made poor life choices. You know? What were some other poor foods that we made at the house? Oh, we bought so much frozen chicken. And we would make sandwiches out of the weirdest condiments. Oh, an A1 sandwich with like some a little bit of lettuce. Oh, I've eaten the shit out of many of those, man. That's that's no joke. Well, you send me your food combos. Last thing I want to end with, because you know I'm trying to keep these to like a half an hour. I uh, personally, are oh, the Beatles, everybody. You don't realize how much I need you. I I really love the Beatles. There's only honestly. The only thing that's keeping me from saying I love every Beatles song is that fucking sitar shit that they started doing a little later. Later. Those are like five or six songs, four songs. Those are the worst. Those They're just terrible. I hate the way the sitar sounds, but... The sitar player from Moulin Rouge. Oh, you know how much I like Moulin Rouge and Grease. Come on. I want to be in a musical so badly. You know, I did uh, the musical version of Sideways in L.A. 
I played the Thomas Hayden Church character, and uh, I was top to bottom, full on nude. You know, because there's, there's that scene where he gets busted in the uh, having sex with that woman, and I had to run on stage naked. It was, it was crazy. Like I've never done anything like that before. Um, yeah. That was it was liberating, but but nudity is not my hang up. And honestly, if I didn't have a family, my Instagram page would look a lot different. <laughs> because I like doing stupid shit. I like tucking, and and really uh, making people uncomfortable. And I like taking my nuts out and seeing how long it takes for people to notice. But I don't do that now because I'm classy, and I have a family, and they're all old enough to be embarrassed as shit. Um, but here's what's going on with me personally that I'm really trying to get over because I feel that it's a heavy flaw and it, it just resurfaced like a year two years um, forever and and listen one of the reasons I haven't put out a comedy album with just my music and one of the reasons I don't have the a lot of my comedy songs online is because it just is frowned upon and I don't want to be seen as a guitar comic because I like doing my stand-up, but I like... Anyways, one of the reasons is I know how it's looked at by some of the, say, comedy purists, and I hate that idea of a comedy purist. Um, oh, another Radiohead climbing up the walls. Okay, computer. Uh, and um, so... But I, but in those two years when I've become more aware of what other comics are saying, I've also become more aware of what I perceive as slights from other comics. And I don't mean like, I don't know. As I've gotten older, like I, part of me, when I hear a comic say to me, man, I didn't know how funny you were. If I'm being honest, part of me is like what the fuck man what have i been i've been doing this for a while and I, that's not the slight i'm talking about but like there have been some recently that shouldn't bother me it shouldn't bother me and i don't know if i if at this point in my career it never it never really bothered me to not have the respect of other comics but maybe as i get older maybe i want that i'm not a comics comic guys that's not my material i'm not commenting socially or politically in general i I've, i tell people a lot of times when they walk into my shows man i hope you didn't come here to learn anything because we're just gonna have some fun but and i don't know if that is part of why but i'm really trying to get past it because in general there's no place in your life for that shit you can't control what other people think about you you can only be yourself right and it's the people who have the balls to be themselves all of the time are the people who are truly successful in every walk of life, by the way, every walk of life, but especially art in art. Mimics don't make it. Mimes don't make it. Um, and the true geniuses are the ones who are like, I've never heard that voice before. That's different. And uh, in every walk, every bit. So, I mean, guys, go watch the Defiant Ones. Go watch the fucking Defiant Ones on HBO. How inspirational. You got a risk to 
to make it. You gotta, you want to make it. You want to win big. You gotta risk big. But these slights, there's no place in my brain for them. And um, I, I'm working past it. You know, I, I try to be as upfront as I can with you guys. And and so right now, these are the things I'm working through as a person, man. I'm far from perfect. I'm super restless creatively. The thing that I do with Freddie is awesome. The podcast, this podcast, awesome. But neither one of them are satisfying creatively because it's just talking. And I like doing it. I love it. But it's there's no puzzle that I'm trying to figure out, you know? And right now, I'm really restless creatively. There's so many things that I want to do. Um... And, you know, for whatever reason, a lot Hollywood's throwing up a lot of roadblocks, and I just got to figure out how to do it myself. But listen, this has been fantastic. I'm going to go to the gym and work out. I work out. I got a lot of people, a lot of guys my age asking me about working out and shit. I'm going to start posting a few, a little, some more of that stuff for you guys so you can kind of see. Don't compare yourself to Ryan Reynolds. You're not The Rock. You're not going to be on muscle and fitness. I say this to women too. Don't compare yourself to Jessica Alba. These Jessica Simpson, Demi Moore, unless you're taking the same shit they're all taking, you're not going to be The Rock at mid-40s. You're not going to be at Demi Moore at whatever age she is. Do you, do you have cooks? Is it your job to stay in shape? No, it's your job to have a job and whatever you do, raise a family, live your life. So you got to be realistic, guys. you got to be realistic. And so I'm going to start uh, just being real with you guys about how I do it, see if it helps anybody. And uh, and yeah, I hope to see you guys out on the road this fall. ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. I'm going to start using my Instagram story. I'm going to figure out what to do that between the difference between that and the Instagram part. I can't fucking figure it out. I mean, I know the difference, but I don't know why people are looking at both. And that sounds super old, but whatever. Um, all right, everybody. I'm gonna leave you with this what next song we have coming up. Oh, come on, Beck, beer can. I love Beck. Come on. Whew. Guys, be good to each other. I've said this a million times, but it. It, it, it's never rung really more true. Like, how much does the president actually affect our lives? Outside of the fear and hysteria, no matter what side you're on, the sky was falling for the right the last eight years. Everyone's alive and well. The sky is now falling for the left. How much has your life actually changed besides the fear factor now that the orange pumpkin and the ridicule and the disgust of what a per- type of person you think he is or not? Maybe you finally feel like America's on the right path. It's perception, man. Perception is reality. But let's go back to reality. Reality. How much has your life changed with who the president is? Not much. Internationally, it changes. He has a lot to do with our international standing. But you know what affects your day-to-day? Your neighbor. The person down the street. The people you work with. Uh, the people who make the laws and the rules in your county, in your state, they have a little more to do with your day-to-day than your president does. So that's why I say be good to the person next to you. 
they will be good to the person next to them, so on and so forth. That's how you change shit in America. Stop yelling at each other about policies that aren't going to affect a a single hair on your body. And start talking to each other about what will. Come on, everybody. We can do this. Greatest country in the world. Love you. Let's listen to Beck and just chill.